How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, it's, it's going okay. You know. That's good? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good, too, guys. Uh, oh, it's oh. Ian. Oh, hey. That's good to hear. How did you get in here? <laughs> they can't keep me out. They've tried. We literally we started tried. COVID so that you would fuck off, but... <laughs> you know what's funny? This isn't funny at all. Oh, jeez. Um, I actually had had heard in a podcast recently uh, that that was a conspiracy theory in China was actually that the U.S. had spread the virus over there originally. Oh, yeah. Spread so be like, in Wuhan. Hey, no more riots. Mm. But we disavow knowledge of that for the soapstone officially. We didn't do it. <laughs> See, the real conspiracy theory is all about that 5G. Oh, yeah. What are the 5Gs? Like Good, gangsters, gangster. Ganja. Good Gandhi. games give great Gandhi. <laughs> Have you been a good so Gandhi today? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if it's uh, not super clear, we're having another uh, guest bestowed here, Red Sign Soapstone. Ian has, uh, I was going to use the word bequeathed us with his presence. Oh. I don't know if that's how be- bequeathing works. I feel like somebody has to die for a bequeathment. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, I'll be right back. (laughs) Raise his eyebrows slowly. Uh. Yeah, we figured we'd have Ian back for this episode on Green Hell, which is another crafting survival. I almost said roguelike because it's a fun uh, thing to put in (laughs) descriptors um, that we're all doing together on multiplayer. Mm Mm-hmm. This one's not early access, though. They miss out on that one horseman of the apocalypse, but I think they have the rest. We'll get to it later, I know, but I almost feel like that would be a good buffer or excuse for certain I things. I was going to say, it. All, I, this is, astounds me that it's not early access. I never noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little no, surprised when Jake said it, too. September um, is when it had its, uh, its gold release, but it wasn't early access prior to that. All right, what's the stats? When did this boy come out? <laughs> September. That's basically all I got. Let's see here. Uh, looking up some numbers. Punch that in the calculator. It makes a smiley face. Uh, September 5th, 2019 by Creepy Jar, which is a good name for a company, I will say. Um, it's got some fairly intense logo music, too. When it like comes up, it has that creepy sound. Like when you first mm-hmm. start up the game. I wonder like how evocative of just Valve is that though, right? It's not as good as Valve's. Valve is iconic at this point. But it's in the same headspace. Do you remember for um I'm trying to remember I think it was Source Source Two. They have like dang are you talking about the Valve one or the the uh, Green Hell? In either case, I'm not going to accurately rep- represent it. So please, I'll try please not. try. <laughs> <laughs> it's a series of tones for the Valve one, though. But for Dota 2, I think was the first one. They had it so the guy with the Valve on his neck actually like starts to turn his head in like, oh, a yeah. creepy oh, way. Oh, yeah. With like, the, like, it, the flashing. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of like glitches back a little bit. <laughs> and then returns to neutral. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That Valve logo, really freaking good. I feel like they should um, try to use it more often. I would, my, <laughs> see, I would just like to see a big <laughs> publisher like Valve get actually into the game making business because a lot of other publishers yeah. <laughs> go out and make games. I think Valve really has the has the stuff to go out and make their own games. The wherewithal. Hey now, I don't. Hey know. now, um, a buddy of mine was just talking about the the Valve Index, and he's been playing some Half Life Alex a little bit. I've heard, Does I've he heard have good an things index? about it. Yeah. Is, it, is he wealthy? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got It's a good index for wealth. Getting their money checks. Everyone should be wealthy. How much does an index cost? Roughly the same amount the government's going to give me. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah. not wrong. Oh my god, it is a conspiracy. 
<laughs> so this is uh, the United States government wants to get everyone into VR so that they can begin bombarding <laughs> us with 5G waves. Hmm. Hey, have you tried like this chip VR extension? It makes it easier for gameplay. Cue the 5G. Done. Oh my gosh. I wonder if the index uses 5G. It's like, oh yeah, as a wireless headset, we <laughs> support wavelengths over 5G. <laughs> if not, they're uh, going to have to start adding it to things. If I make a game, I'll say supported by 5G. And, and Nokia phones for those who still have them. <laughs> Before you know it, protesters are burning Dave's apartment down. Right. Now they're too afraid That's to go a... outside still. As am I. It is pretty creepy out there. We had a um, a masks only or a mask uh, a mandate basically to wear masks if you go outside for the state now. Pennsylvania is the state that we're all in at the moment. For now. The state of terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mistakenly, I've been living in the state of arousal. My bad. Uh, oh, <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you're saying it wasn't a gun. It was never a gun. Jeez. See, these people. what I like about the video chat is that I can make these facial expressions, just like the raising of the eyebrows, but I still understand that the podcast has always been audio only, and nobody yeah. sees that but me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we see it. And we're unhappy about it. Okay. <laughs> because of the implication. The implication. Um but yeah. Uh I guess other than basic introductions, we do talk about games sometimes. Here and there. Yeah, which is yeah. the game we're talking about today? Isn't it the the Blue Hell? Yeah. It's uh no. Magenta Heck. Ah. Oh. No, that was Doom, let's be honest. That's the indie game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double the, indie. The ripoff. I actually I'm I'm proud of Dave for getting into the uh, the description of what the game was and the genre, the date released, all of that stuff prompting for that information. Cause sometimes we straight up miss it. We're just like you guys all know about this game. Let's go into specific things we like and dislike. My constant fear is that somebody this person doesn't exist, but they're listening to just podcast episodes in a row. <laughs> so this one exist. just, you know, <laughs> comes up and they're like, they're not looking at the title. They have no idea what we're talking about. We're like, oh yeah, on level three, I really like when they did this. I thought it was like a pretty good design choice. And they're like, what's the game? <laughs> <laughs> what is a video game? <laughs> Do games even really have levels anymore? I don't know. This one does. Some of them. <laughs> it has one level and that level is mediocre <laughs> <laughs> so let's set the scene uh, a little bit for uh for people what is green hell outside of i think i mentioned survival crafty that's it yeah. that's it um, thanks everybody <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> so it takes place it's place in south america mm-hmm. um I know this because uh, there's Brazilian wandering spiders in the game. And I assume those are in Brazil. So it's less of a no and more than a more of a think. But that's my evidence. Yeah, definitely the heart of the rainforest, South America. You know, high chance of being Brazilian. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, like you said, tropical area. Um there's a bunch of uh, hazards, I would say, in the in the wildlife and in the terrain. But basically, it's a try not to die sim, yeah, more or less. The green Australia simulator, where literally everything in the game at one point or another will manage to kill you. Yeah, it's uh, surprisingly brutal in that regard, too. Because like we were mentioning the wandering spiders, there's also poisonous frogs, which <laughs> apparently yeah. if you just pick them up... <laughs> You get poisoned. Sometimes you can just walk by a tree and get a scrape. And that's something you have to deal with. I walk through a bush. <laughs> suddenly I'm covered in rashes. Yeah. Not like get... a specific bush that I should have visually had a key to avoid. Just any bush. You're just an itchy I feel... individual. <laughs> I feel like the scrapes happen if you like fall a little bit. It's like probably yeah, be... something close to like yeah. a rock formation and a height differential. And I feel like I feel like the rashes are from ant 
hills. That's the only time I got them, at least, is if I got close. But unfortunately, you could have an anthill completely occluded by bushes. <laughs> so you just step through a bush. The ants are like, yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yo, what up? It's your boy, Ants. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're like Gulliver from Gulliver's Travels, just tied down. And the ants are like, bite him. <laughs> <laughs> we got to know. Really get in there. <laughs> See, I feel like the survival in this game has been uh, fairly brutal because we're talking mm. about like all these hazards and we haven't even, I feel, talked about like a, th- we've only talked about like a third of them so far. At yeah. top of that, you have to worry about your sanity, um, how much <laughs> fats you're getting, uh, calorie intake, uh, water, I'm forgetting some. Yeah, the macronutrients, the the fats, proteins, and carbs. Are your three types of food instead of just a food bar, as pretty much any other survival game would do. They make them specific here. And if you're deficient in any of them, it uh, corresponds to a reduction in your max health. Um, so if you're just like, hey, it's kind of like, you know, in Minecraft, when you're all playing Minecraft, it's like, all right, day one, survival is a problem. Okay, we've got to get some food, got to get basic necessities, got to dig down three blocks and put a block above us. The basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you like make a wheat farm and you're like, food is done. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just cross that off the list. No one goes hungry. <laughs> uh, but in this, if you, uh, you can like do spear fishing and like, um, small pools. Um, there's other ways to get food. If you focus on just one aspect of that, it's only going to cover a small part of your macronutrients. Yeah. I think the, the best you can do is if you really go into hunting and cooking, you can usually take care of your protein and your fats, but your diet has zero carbs. Yeah. What gives you carbs? Fruit. Mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. Was there a way to grow something that we didn't explore into? Because a lot of times I would go and grab random Brazil nuts or bananas or mushrooms while doing other hunting. I don't know if you could grow mushrooms. I think there's a way to grow Brazil nuts, but uh, I'm not sure on that one. I think it has to be like the full Brazil nut. There's small and large planters. And Ian, I know you set up um, some planters at one point. Yeah, the small planters. I know there was like the tomato looking bush that gave yeah. fruit that had carbs. And eventually we discovered that one bush was not enough. So we expanded out to like four. And then we began losing interest in the game. <laughs> um, I mean, but it did it, admittedly take care of the need once we got it scaled up enough. Yeah, it takes a while to grow fruit. Yeah, like you can. Carbs are, are also the easiest thing to get if you just go out into the jungle because you're just like, for all the ways the game wants to kill you, eating random things is actually surprisingly acceptable. There's one type of poisonous mushroom. Everything else is beneficial. It looks wildly different from other mushrooms and has like a lattice dress. And you're like, yeah, that one kind of stands out. I don't know. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes the game will actually like have dead creatures around like things. Um, oh, implying that like, they I never caught on to that. that. Hmm. Yeah, that's good design. Yeah, it was kind of nice. I mean, other times there's dead creatures for no reason because the game's just like, we got to get them feathers somehow. <laughs> so here's a parrot. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, but yeah, I really liked uh, hunting in this game. So I feel like getting tools initially was a oh. little bit of a pain until I understood what to do. Because yeah. I initially skipped that on single player tutorial. It's like, oh, well, let's jump into multiplayer, figure it out. And I have like this yeah. pile of sticks and like, how make weapons but once i had like a four-pointed spear i would run around sneak up and i would like poke things or if you throw it you can kind of like charge it for accuracy and you yeet it out and anytime you got a headshot you could instantly kill anything i was like (laughs) crouch walking near this jaguar for like 10 minutes because i was like i don't want it to see me it'll fuck me up and then i shot my shot uh, with a spear got it in the head and it ragdolled immediately yeah, the uh, if you don't get the headshot though, then you get to oh, partake in bad. the chase. The chase <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, I feel like a jaguar probably would just 
charge you instead of running away. But everything else is a chase, right? Ian, how would you describe the uh, the chase music? I mean, don't ask me to do some sort of rendition because it's not playing <laughs> in my head right now at this very moment. But it's this super upbeat music. It's like you stalk something, you, you mess up your headshot. So it's also your spear sticks in them. So maybe you've spent the yep. last hour of game crafting this spear out of, you know, MacGyvering materials out of the woods. And you throw it in this, you know, capybara and it books it over the hill. The chase music starts up. Your hunter instincts come on. You chase after it because you're like, damn, I want that meat. And more importantly, I want the spear I worked my ass off. (laughs) It's also it's I would describe it as like upbeat bongos. Yeah. Like. That's what it sounds like. It's distinctly tribal. Can we say Australian bush music and call it that? Yeah, that's it's like Junker Town from Overwatch. Is how Thank I you. You it. just lost all of our viewers oh, no. from that <laughs> continent. Jeez. Oh my gosh. But like, there's Sorry definitely didgeridoo in there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It also is um, the amount of time it takes the animal to like bleed out is based off of the quality of the spear. Because eventually, I got a um, a metal spear in my single player. And instead of like a one minute chase or like maybe like a 40 second chase or something like that, it'd be like throw spirit capybara. And then the music starts. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, and then it runs five feet and dies. <laughs> music stops. See, that sounds exactly like my trips to the gym, but without a spear and without dying, or at least not actual dying. <laughs> right. And different music playing on Ian's Zoom. <laughs> First off, no, it is that music. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I don't use a Zune. That was me. I used a Zune. There's always one. I was trying to think of something that was even like sadder, but I couldn't come up with something. <laughs> there was some I had a refurbished MP3 Zune. players who were just like, MP3 player. Just no, no yeah. other name, no brand. Zunes were great. I had like one... With a uh, could play video and audio and all that stuff. It was refurbished. Oh, it could do audio. Serv- That's cool. Yeah, it could do audio. <laughs> it could do. Audio. It only did video, but it didn't actually have audio associated with it. Yeah, it was just it one was of those, awesome. you know, silent movies only. They had a cool player though. Uh, the library for Zune was like way better than Windows Media Player or iTunes. But I mean, everything's better than iTunes. Let's be honest. I've had an iPhone for like. 10 or 15 years and i'm gonna agree with you everything's better than (laughs) itunes yeah i'm in the same boat uh so we'll count that as another con against the game (laughs) itunes (laughs) yeah too Um, many itunes yeah so what did you guys like doing in the game because for me it was all about hunting stuff I think it was apparent as soon as we loaded in and I immediately started constructing things and then ordered Dave to take care of my basic needs. Right. I'm like, Dave, you like to hunt, right? Yeah. Well, just keep bringing me food because I'm going to do other things and I'm not going to focus on that facet of the game. Yeah. It definitely, it especially uh, at first blush, it feels like a survival game where you could have uh, a fair amount of uh, vertical progression. It's like, okay, here's your basic, you know, wooden tools, stone tools. Yeah, stuff to kind of get you going initially. Yeah. Crafting. It's like, oh, here's a rock, and I smash rock together to make a rock knife, and then I lash it to a stick to make a axe, and then it kind of fizzles out after that. It's like, I made yeah. a slightly better axe that doesn't actually advance me anywhere, just does things more efficiently. Yeah. There's like, so I guess all of the tiers, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, were uh, we, wood, stone, uh, metal, and obsidian? There was some lateral with bone. Wait, did you say bone? No, you said wood stone. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed bone. Bone's in there. I think it's roughly the same strength as stone. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. It seemed to be. I, I actually, I couldn't tell you if obsidian was better or worse than iron, but... I, that, again, that felt pretty equivalent. But after that, there was really nowhere else to go. Yeah. And it's not like Minecraft where... Actually, I, 
I'm going to contradict myself. It is pretty much like <laughs> Minecraft where there's just a copy of the same like piece of equipment mm-hmm. for each tier. You had to do more to get metal. Like yeah. there's a full there's, forge. There's a process, process to refine it from the yeah. raw ore. That was actually mm-hmm. one of my favorite asked like favorite mechanics in that game is the whole forging like process actually it had some weight to it that it felt cool to be like okay i've done i've melted the ore i now have raw ore and i'm gonna combine that with a mud form to make like the actual piece and now i'm gonna lash that to my stick and suddenly i've got an iron axe like it felt better than dropping three sticks and a single two pieces of iron in minecraft I'm gonna yeah. get hung. It's not three sticks. I can't remember what it is. Two sticks. Uh, uh, it's two sticks and three pieces of iron, I think. Yeah, it's, three it's iron a three by three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting yeah. how like early it seems to cap off because if you look through your book, your survival guide, um, you kind mm-hmm. of have up to level 100 and each of these different trees, like fishing, like skills, spearing, yeah. Um, collecting things from animal parts crafting Mm -hmm. and other stuff and it seems like oh there's really a lot of opportunity as i kind of grind this out to make things more efficiently or be quicker about it um but i feel like it'd be a little bit grindy to get there for how early it kind of peaks as far as tech yeah even in the single player where i put in like probably around 30 hours something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, to beat the game i didn't come close to maxing out i think anything there but it's sort of unnecessary they're sort of it's cool that the skills are there but it's a little bit of a trap and they don't really need to be um because they don't do that much (laughs) like yes you know fire starting having a higher skill in fire starting makes it so it takes less time i would love anything towards fire starting because that is such a huge pain in the ass yeah but that's 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 basically it though it's like okay now that i put a bunch of time in the game now even if my stamina bar is a little bit lower i'll still be able to start the fire before my guy gets exhausted it's like it's not huge and then crafting gets you just like better durability that one's nice that's probably my favorite if you're crafting skills up and you make a new tool it's just it has more uses i think it's worth noting that this is like uh Elder Scrolls Oblivion style skill improvement where you get yeah. credit towards your skill up for doing the skill, not like you get skill points. So it's not something you can't really spec into something. It's just do it enough and eventually you don't have to do it as much anymore. Yeah. Which is why I'm always jumping in those games. Athletics. You gotta get that up. <laughs> gotta get those boots of Spring it? Hill Jack. Acro- acrobatics. Or what was it called in Oblivion? Was it athletics? I think it was athletics or acrobatics. Hmm. I don't know. I just played Oblivion, actually. It's been a while. I played Morrowind and Skyrim. I just know that if you cast <laughs> Fortify Speed on a horse, you quadrupled its speed, and then you could move. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I would just punch the horse to get unarmed combat points. Or stand in the fire and cast Restoration Spells. <laughs> it was a beautiful easy, game. Easy. As God intended. Or as Todd intended. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> um but yeah uh green hell's skills uh they're they're all right they're okay not a huge impact we've already actually covered a couple things without mentioning bugs related to those though Mm -hmm. the forge for instance yeah i i know we encountered a bug where we couldn't place or receive like couldn't place things in the receptacle for the forge right yeah, the forge had like two inputs, one for fuel and one for like put iron in, get thing out. And if you can't drag anything into the forge, it's suddenly worthless. Yeah, I thought it was like a multiplayer bug where it was just like, oh, this belongs to to Ian's character. You can't use it for some reason. And then I encountered the bug in single player. and I had to quit to menu and reload. In order so you guys to, just couldn't cook things to the forge at all because it wasn't accepting yeah. a drought. There's just no input for it, uh, which is really dumb. And the other bug, since we're talking about skills, uh, 
uh, was the deprivation of those, right? I think that hit both of you. Yeah, it sort of reminds me... um, Do you remember when we were playing Satisfactory? And, like, you join in someone's Satisfactory world, you can pick up items, and then you'd log off, and then the next time you log in, you wouldn't have those items. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same sort of logic in that it seems like every time you join on the host game in Green Hell... It's like, what's your name? Ian. Have you ever been here before? Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> you. Here's a new character. Let's squints at you. Doesn't seem familiar. What was your health like when you logged off? Uh, you know, I was almost dead and I was starving to death. Well, you know what? I don't think you're the same person, so enjoy full full stats. <laughs> yeah, um... That's not the only time that happened. I mean, I know you saw that a lot because you were getting kicked from the server a good amount of times, Ian. That was just one day, and that was a bug in the Steam update process. I'm not going to crucify Spooky Jar for that one. Yeah, we had an invalid file, right? Yeah, some when it, it updated over the course of a day while I was at work, not at work or something, I don't even know where the hell I was, but when we went to play <laughs> it that night, it was the second time we went to play it, literally the next day. It updated overnight, and it somehow missed a file on my side. So every like every time Jake went to do something, or every time I went to chop down a tree, the game just has a, a mental hiccup, and it's like, we gotta close. I don't know what to do. Oh, wow. It let you join, though. Yeah, it would let me join. It, was... <laughs> it, was, it had to be some, something graphical related. It would call something that wasn't there, and then just implode yeah. on itself. But like even dying, we like we would lose items. I'm not sure if that was like a built-in mechanic for the game. It does that part does seem intentional. Yeah. There's a chance you just lose items when you die. We would we, uh, habitually be like, "My health's low" or "I'm poisoned." And we had this pile mm-hmm. where it's like, "Hey, drop all your shit," <laughs> um, and then you kind of go back and like it was like a lost in the found basically. <laughs> like, I had yeah. a spear, had some meat, had some feathers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of the leave a penny, take a penny, it was like leave a stone axe, take a stone axe. <laughs> uh-huh. One of the one of the main causes of death that I had like while we were working together, especially in the early game, was actually the um the hallucinations. Cause every time a co-op person dies, I think that you they may have to be somewhere near you. Not a hundred percent sure on that. It was actually no. It hit I, me. I think it's it, global. Right? No, it's it's pretty yeah, global because I, I would run off on expeditions and a uh, trip, <laughs> and then Jay would be like, "Why is my sanity so low?" The reefer madness <laughs> Tri- takes on a the base six miles away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if um, I don't know. It's kind of latest in a trend of many games to just introduce sanity. Like, don't starve has it. This has it. I feel like Obviously. Don't Starve's mechanic should be food, and pretty much just food. That would make sense. <laughs> Core gameplay loop. Don't Starve, you're right, I didn't. Game over. <laughs> I win. GG. Load it up. That game. Load it off. <laughs> but uh, at, at really low sanity, or at a minor hit, you start hearing auditory hallucinations, right? Uh, which was weird to me at first, and then hilarious. Because it's oh. shouting insults like, not gonna make it. You suck. <laughs> I hate never you. make it. Never, <laughs> never make it. You're never going home. I love the talking back to yourself. That's the best. Shut up. Yeah, it's it's the protagonist's voice. It's your character's yeah. voice. Uh, but the medium sanity is fun. But it's when you get to like real true insanity that things get wacky. Right. Um. I'm, maybe we're skipping ahead here, but kind of our penultimate thing, the last time we played, involved all of us chowing down on raw human flesh, because that just had a straight <laughs> sanity penalty. So yeah. It gave put- really good other stats, though, and it's the <laughs> it's, Cannibalism <laughs> is penalized, but not as heavily as one might do in you know reasonable society. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once all three of us were sufficiently tripping balls... Not only did we have the auditory hallucinations, um, we had like the visual effect, everything black and white and kind of fading in and out. Yeah. And you get these hallucinatory tribal savages that jump you. Mm-hmm. And they die after one hit. They kind of burst into red mist and fly away. 
but it's hysterical to watch like everybody around you hallucinating punching the air as they're fighting <laughs> yeah. off their literal demons. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's fun because nobody else can see them but you, so you feel crazy. But there are are also like tribe people who like will show up and attack you occasionally as part of like the game challenge that look exactly mm-hmm. the same. It, you have to be like, do you see that guy? I see that guy. Do you see that? Yeah, that was that was some of the best moments. This is like, hey, hey, Dave, yeah, you yeah. see that dude across the river there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, good. It's just me hallucinating. <laughs> there was also a bug. Uh, so I was hosting this where. It seemed like all of the guests, both of you guys, could see enemies, but they just didn't exist to me. Yeah, so these were actual Ian, like, enemies that were attacking myself and Ian. Yeah, they weren't hallucinations. Because, like, Ian, I'd see him, like, enter a clearing, and he's, like, holding a spear at the ready. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? That's a little bit weird. And then he, like, stabs the air, and there's a spurt of blood. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, geez. And then a dead <laughs> tribesman just appears on the ground. Yeah, when they die, their corpses would actually appear, which is great. Uh, yeah, that's fun. It also led into some of the, the funnier bugs, like randomly T-posing tribesmen, like standing in the <laughs> right. in the woods like some sort of demented scarecrow. That's got to be like one of my favorite things, because it seems like as soon as there's more than four of them in a clearing, the AI just kind of breaks. Yeah, it's like okay, I can control three of them at a time. The fourth one, just stand there. It's on standby. <laughs> it's calling the shots. <laughs> the enforcer. Right. The sign of leadership is the T pose in battle. <laughs> I remember in uh, in Star Wars on uh, Kashyyyk when Yoda was leading the Wookies, and he was just standing there over the battle, full miniature <laughs> T pose. It's a great scene. Really inspiring. Yeah. Um, yeah, the tribesmen are kind of, they're an interesting mechanic. Like we've played other survival games where there are antagonists, right? Like obviously going back to the Minecraft example, you have all the monsters, the nighttime monsters, but those will kind of aggress if you get nearby them. But in something like the forest, they were like, I know where they're at. I'm going up to fuck their shit. They'll attack your base. That That was one of the weird things is like. It seemed to be different in single player. They would, like, at day 10, attack your base in single player, but it was, like, day 2 in multiplayer, and we were getting hit. Um, the uh, the other thing about the, the tribes people there was they were jerks. Like, they would just straight up run at us and attack. Um, not us, but our stuff. Like, they were attacking our agriculture plots. Yeah, we actually never got to grow a full banana bush or tree because we planted them and then immediately got attacked. And the tr- like, we're watching the AI for the first time and we're like, hey, I think we could just stand up here and the tribesman won't attack us. And then he hits the banana plot once and it just shatters. Oh my gosh, yeah. So got- and it took like effort to put that stuff together. Oh yeah, no. Well, I think that's one of the cool things in the game is uh, I'm going to go off on the crafting system a little bit here. Is. Mm-hmm when you need to craft a building or something or some sort of structure, you first have to drop the blueprint from your journal, mm-hmm. not a pain in the butt. It tells you what it needs. And then it puts the, the holographic outline up and then you have to put each specific ingredient where it would go inside the, the form. So if you were building mm-hmm. like a wooden frame, it first says, Oh, first you're going to have to put up four, uh, four logs and then it'll be like, okay, now you need to put up four long sticks. And you have to individually place each one. It's a little bit of a long pain, but it does lend it like a certain amount of weight and pride to what you build. Like when we yeah. finally had a roof to put over a fire so the rain didn't put it out every goddamn five minutes, there was actual <laughs> cheering. I think yeah. tears in Dave's eyes. I was really happy to be able to cook all that meat I had brought home. Yeah. That was rotting in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely like um yeah, I do like that part of it. Yeah, there's there's a trade-off between you're putting effort into it and it's good to get something out of that. It lends to the sense of pride and accomplishment, <laughs> as you would put it. Um 
but then walls were super expensive and like we would be deforesting deforestationing deforesting committing genocide on the forest um in an area like surrounding our base we would run out of trees and like not be able to finish our walls yeah it's not like all trees were destructible it was like a certain type of tree that had just enough width to be like oh my axe can break through it and you cut those down and for like logs or sticks but the other big jungle trees were just kind of there so you'd have yeah. going further and further out to grab the resources you needed to construct something or to go hunting or find fruits and veg after spending like i don't know what did we spend on multiplayer 10 or 15 hours probably maybe Was 20 all together so after, after like 20 hours deforesting the amazon i kind of have a lot of sympathy for real world companies that deforest the amazon it sucks <laughs> out there. there's rashes and ants and snakes and apparently angry tribesmen like i get it to be fair, I, I, I don't hope they have some good machinery to do it. You know, they're not all doing it by hand. You know, not they don't just drop a guy in the forest <laughs> with a wooden axe. We'll be back in ten weeks, like, see what you can do. Go to town, get us as many logs as you can. I just imagined a bunch of guys in hard hats with the little wooden axes, all of them hallucinating <laughs> and hearing the voices. You're never getting home. Shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh! The other thing is. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted something big like logs or big rocks, you actually had to carry them physically. They couldn't really go in your inventory. Certain mm. things you could stack, like, oh, I can have a bunch of long sticks. Think up to like five yeah. or six. But you had to carry them back and then drop them. Yeah, I, actually, that was another system that I actually liked how it was implemented because it it gave weight to going out and gathering firewood. It's like... Literal weight. Yeah, go out, which is, a, by the way, there is a weight system in the game that never came into play except one time when Jake was trying to bring back every rock in existence. <laughs> but I felt it more in single player, but yeah, multiplayer hardly. It would come down to like, oh, I've gone out, I stacked all these regular size sticks on top of my backpack and a number of small sticks. And on top of my shoulder, I just loaded up these five huge branches. And now I got to waltz my way back to camp. And try not to get you know destroyed by a jaguar, or which more happened, probably yeah. uh, a rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are they're stationary, but uh, if you walk close to them, they'll bite you. And it was just another like debuff thing. You'd have to have like health poultices basically prepared in advance so you could stop the venom. Similar deal if you get scratched. Because if you leave any hazard untended in green hell, it kills you eventually. <laughs> it's just like, ah, I'm it'll, it'll thirsty, dead. <laughs> I don't know, the necrotic wounds when it's like, oh, your wound has rotted. And you take a look at mm. it and you're like, oh, yes, it has. Your arm looks like something out of a World War II documentary. That is actually something yeah. I like about the game. Is that when you do get injuries and stuff, you can check on your body to be like, where is that at? And you can so, kind of turn oh, your yeah. arms and legs back and forth and be like, oh, I have a leech over here. I'm, I'm or, of two minds about it because I think it's the coolest thing to be able to look down at your body and be like, okay, do a visual inspection. Where is the pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, I had to check for leeches every 30 seconds for yeah. 30 hours. Yeah, it's it's a bit grindy on the number of things that are trying to kill you and fuck up your stats. But it was nice that you could like, yeah. like, oh, you have some leeches on you, and just go up to your buddy and just mash E on him. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely they added that to multiplayer co-op. and co-op. Um, that being said, co-op is the the secondary citizen here. It was um, it was added after multiplayer was done. The game was launched. Co-op was a fairly recent development, and uh, it's. It's clear there's a warning when we started playing. It's like, hey, consider doing the tutorial on single player first. I'm like, why would I do that? What are we casuals? Yeah. As it turns yes, out, yes, we were. <laughs> do, do that. Just do that. Like, the game doesn't tell you how to do simple things that make survival much easier, such as turning a large rock into two small stones right, with the right click menu. And which we just wasted a lot of time. Which I'm. Um, 
I think it's a fairly conservative estimate to say we spent the first 45 minutes of that game wandering mm-hmm. around trying to find small rocks yep. when yep. we just had, we're like, damn it, we found another big rock. And none of us tried yeah, right-clicking on the big rock to see if we can make small rocks out of it. <laughs> it was the yeah, moon landing kind of... when someone dis- discovered that. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I really want macaroni, but if I keep getting these useless, easy Mac boxes, <laughs> there's nothing I can do. Huh. $20, I, um... I wanted peanuts. <laughs> I did like money. the discovery portion though. Like mm. it felt cool to be like, oh, this is something we can do now. But like you said with the tag, I felt like it kind of tapped out kind of early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was myself because I'm I'm the tech tree junkie. Like in whatever crafting game we play, that's my first priority. And so I'm going through and I'm making things. It's like make a, a rack to put sticks on. I'm like, this seems like it'll make our life easier. And it did. And we built like a small hut. And I put up wooden walls. And when I say wooden walls, it's not so much wooden walls as it's like seven sticks that are roughly crisscrossed with mm-hmm. clear, like, foot long gaps in between the sticks. <laughs> it's more like a wooden cage or a fence than a wall. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this feels kind of cheap. And then almost accidentally, I was in water and it's like, huh, it lets me pick up mud. And I picked up mud and my journal updated with no less than 20 things that I could make out of the mud. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's the next level. Yeah. And the single player doesn't tell you that either. Oh. To be fair. Um, I discovered it like when I went to just retrieve mud to start making mud tech. There wasn't anything else. The way like recipes are hidden until you either pick up the item itself, say from like a tribal or you discover it in like one of their camps somewhere on the map. Um, or you just go to the wiki and you looked it up and you make the thing. So it's like Animal Crossing um, DIY. You're like, I have an idea for mud. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was the interesting mechanic. I know Jake and I talked about it a bit, where as you're crafting things, there's little pips above the crafting grid, and they s- start to fill up and have empty ones left to show you, oh, hey, I've put three ingredients together here, and it lets me make an item, but there's a fourth ingredient slot open. What ingredient yeah. could I put into that fourth slot to make another item? And once that system is discovered, and understood it does become a little bit easier to start conceptualizing like what would make sense in a fourth slot here Mm. but again that is not something that's ever explained yeah we were basically done with the game when we found that out and even then it's like intuition only gets you so far in the game if you're just like, I put a bone here, and there's like six pick- pips left, you're like, uh... Looking at you, yeah. difference between Leaves. stone pickaxe and stone axe. Second second bone? Oh, yeah. Uh, some items you can only craft with things that can't be held in your backpack. Oh, my so God. That to... was a nightmare for... Going back to the spears. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd have to place a spear on the... Or a long stick on the ground, have the things in my inventory, look towards it, and then kind of drag all the things together. But half the times, um, I wouldn't actually be able to see the stick. Like, I would visually see it, but I couldn't click and drag it in. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan of... Like, we moved past adventure games in the early 2000s, where it's just <laughs> like, here's your inventory, click thing, click thing, click thing, click thing. And some of the recipes are like that. And... Are you talking the like game a will... point and click adventure, like a king's yeah, quest? Yeah, just point it, like yeah. use fish on lock, and you're like, ah, oh, no, okay, use key on fish. Okay, that's not it either, you know, something like that. Um, and there are some intuitive recipes like axes, spears. They're mostly the same, but you just change what the tip is. Cool, mm. awesome. That's a good implementation. More complex recipes, though. Like we didn't know armor was in the game. <laughs> Until we looked at the wiki. And there's like four different types of armor. Yeah, it's we were at the point where we're making metal and iron spearheads. 
and we take a look at the wiki and it's like, oh yeah, you could have just put banana leaves on yourselves and called it a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so. not the most intuitive for figuring out all the things. Because if you put just like a bone in the crafting thing, it's like, hey, six pips. But as soon as you mm-hmm. put another item, it'll kind of dwindle down your options. So that number of pips may change. You're like, wait, it was it was six, but now it's four. Remove yeah. stick? And it just... <laughs> I will say I did enjoy once we got, you know, towards the point where we stopped caring about the game, covering myself in the bones of tribesmen while I hunted <laughs> them down did yeah. feel... I got my kicks. What's funny about this is the whole, like, I'm pretty sure one of the single player goals of the game is like, make people feel like the preservation of natives tribes, people is important. And, you know, we shouldn't infringe upon their rights and their agency and all of this by like, going into their territory. But you actually deal with the tribesmen in the game. You're like, these guys are douchebags. Kill all of them. Yeah, I don't care. No, they shouldn't <laughs> have burn in- the forest down. They shouldn't have infringed on my banana plot. Like, <laughs> right? the, the gloves came off at that point. I remember I, I uh, after we fought them in multiplayer a little bit, I start, started up my single player game and past a point, they kind of just spawn out there in the world and like they'll be singing, uh, which is kind of cool you can hear them before you like see them most of the time and like choose to move around them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there was just one guy and I was like, I don't know if the game's going to like make him an enemy or not, but he looks like an enemy based off what I know from multiplayer. So just like raise the spear above me, his back to me. And I'm just like, no, we're just going to kill him now. (laughs) And then there was a, a conversation. You have a little radio to call Mia, which is like the protagonist's wife. He's trying to save her. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, like I had, I had to kill a tribesman. And she's like, oh my gosh, what happened? And there's like two choices where it's just like, I brutally slaughtered him and he attacked me. There was nothing I could do. (laughs) And I'm like, second option. (laughs) When it was, it was a lie. But they're all enemies. There are no like nice tribes people. I don't know what the game was trying to go for, but <laughs> they're bad <laughs> as far as there are the protagonist no is concerned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the game has, now that we've talked about the crafting and we talked about the combat and stuff, we can get into it the, has, uh, the juicy bits. <laughs> it has an identity disorder. as <laughs> what I was going to say, like where we could build a base and we kind of did in our last attempt. But it doesn't, the game doesn't really want you to do that. It wants you to go out on this massive map and explore and find new things. So the base building is a trap. Yeah. Basically. In fact, uh, I generated like three or four separate multiplayer worlds. And I thought I was generating a randomly generated map every time because that's how big the map is, is I had never yeah. wandered into the same area twice when it randomly plopped me down somewhere. And it's yeah. it's this gigantic, you know, oblivion-sized map. And it's, in its defense, a lot of it's pretty the samey. Like, you know, it's hard to tell exactly where you are sometimes, because, you know, trees. But yeah. once you start building up, like, your landmarks, you can navigate it. Like, you recognize, oh, it's this stream, it's this river, it's this, you know, drug den. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is where we built our base that last time we pulled up all the cocoa bushes to to make a house yeah yeah I, my thing here obviously has to be like we reviewed the forest previously and that's a mm-hmm. game that i will always uh, sing high praise about because it does have a bit of survival does have a bit of crafting and the base building is more I feel more of a fleshed out thing there but it kind of oh, encourages yeah. you to go out and explore based on how many things start attacking you. And you want to know why it's happening. And you explore these caves and you find clues about like an overall plot. Uh, but here, when you had a base, it felt kind of... You were like you were burning a lot of resources and time to go through it. And then you didn't really get much out of it from what you guys have described for a single player. 
And yeah. it all seems to be like they would put things in for the sake of difficulty, like having all these resources you need to maintain, um, putting a shit ton of foliage everywhere. Because every time I got yeah. bit by a snake or a spider, I did not see them because mm. I'm kind of just running through the jungle chasing a capybara, as you do. Right. Um, <laughs> but there's just so much stuff going on at any time. Like Ian was talking about those leeches. Those were nigh constant. Yeah. yeah, and it just seemed like they did it to obscure your vision to make it more difficult for the sake of making it more difficult. So you mentioned that we built a base, but I don't think it really conveys the level of magnitude of effort it takes to actually build any sort of structure that could accommodate yeah. more than one person. Mm-hmm. Because let's say on our second attempt, we built a base that was three by three. That's... Um, Nine times four is 36 logs. Every person can only carry three logs at a time. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. 12 trips for all of us, just for the logs. Then for each wall was seven large sticks. And uh, that's... I'm not going to do the math right now. Nine but, walls. Yeah, thanks. Nine <laughs> walls times seven sticks is 56 no, it's not. I can't 63. remember. 63. Thank you. <laughs> 63, yeah. 63 sticks of which, again, we could only carry five at a time. And then every to mud to reinforce it is like, I think, 10 mud per per wall. And you could yeah, only, which is more than but you could only carry one mud at a time per person. Like, and you could only craft six at a time, right? Yeah. So every every step of base building is arduous which yes it makes you value it but like you were saying jake in the single player campaign it wants you to like set down and then move out to your next camp why the hell would i want to invest an hour of my time to build anything with these pretty cool building systems when the game is encouraging me to leave it behind yeah, it's not like you're going to almost... go two clicks away and then go like, oh, I should go back to the first one to grab that meat that's already gone bad. This is tangentially related. How far is a click? I've heard this used in descriptions of distance. I have I no actually idea. Know. Okay, uh, assume it's a... <laughs> I think it's, you know, arbitrarily determined, although it might be a kilometer because they both start okay. with K. I'm going to go with that. It seems like it's pretty, pretty far. Yeah, the um, most like half of my single player time was doing all my initial base setup and stuff. And then as soon as I left, none of it mattered. <laughs> like I spent the other half actually just doing the plot. I'm getting a thumbs up from Dave. I think it's a kilometer. Yeah, Jake, uh, Ian's correct. Oh, nice. Good job. I'm so happy. Makes up for the math. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you're correct, but I'm mad that you said... Because it, they both start with K. <laughs> right. The word click <laughs> is not a K. My God. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, I almost feel like my impression is now that I've like beaten the game, single player is actually not too bad. The thing I hate most about it is it has the needle and haystack syndrome where it's just like you need one thing somewhere on this massive map in order to progress. Progress. I don't want to say progress, progress. And uh, like your best bet is look on the wiki. (laughs) There's literally a point where it's like, you have to find an overturned Jeep somewhere in the world, literally (laughs) in order to progress. Um, But the, the base, I almost feel like the base building was just added because like people requested it while it was in early access. Yeah, You got to have base building. Yeah, and as soon as they put the base building in, they're like, hey, we need to have like native attacks or something, or else why did I spend all this time making a base? Why can't I put like spike traps around? Yeah. Uh, so they throw it in as an afterthought. I feel like in the same way, certain companies would be like, oh, what's popular and big? Oh, we need to hit these checkboxes and throw it in. And you're like, oh, it constitutes the game because it has these checkboxes ticked off. Um it just felt like it was kind of picking and choosing things from crafty survival games, but not necessarily the good pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the game would have been better, honestly, without the base building and more of a single player focus. 
and it's kind of dumb, but it would have been better without, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's a great multiplayer example of a survival crafty game. I would give it if higher it had praise a... if it wasn't so in, incessantly buggy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my favorite bug, like that, it's one of these things where it's like, is this a bug or is this a feature? Because it's in the rainforest. So the first few days of gameplay, <laughs> every now and then, it'll start to rain. Now, rain has a big impact on what we're doing because it puts out any carried fires. If you have a, a campfire out with food cooking on it and it's not covered, it'll put it out and stop your food production. Campfires raise your sanity, so they're good there. Mm-hmm. And at night, it's legitimately mm-hmm. dark, so you do need them. Well, it just started to rain one day and then it never stopped. <laughs> it was the biblical flood in the middle of the Amazon. And by like, Jake and I had been playing for like three hours. And after like an hour of it not stopping to rain so that I can cook some food, <laughs> I was like, Jake, I, I think it's bugged. <laughs> yeah, I had the opposite in my single player. So I, I'm very confident it's a bug. Because otherwise, the rain comes and goes on like a day by day cycle. But I had like a week of in game time where it didn't rain. And so all of my plants stopped growing. <laughs> it was just, they all like stopped entirely. It just stops. It did. It you just take stopped. a fish out of the trap, kind of shake it over the plant, go put it back in. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's for getting water in the game. The, the game wants you to purify your water. It wants yeah. you to go mm-hmm. out, pour it through a water purifier, let it, you know, spend time and get it. But in multiplayer, our answer was to just put bowls everywhere and let it rain. <laughs> or I couldn't do that. I had to boil water in my single player because rain turned off <laughs> as a feature. The other more <laughs> efficient terrible. option is to get the mushrooms that remove parasites from your body and then just guzzle straight from the river. Yeah, dirty mm-hmm. water chase with a mushroom. Your guy remarks too when you drink dirty water. Or there's there's three tiers. There's clean water, which I think is only in one location mm-hmm. in single player, like the starter area. Unsafe water and then dirty water. And if you're not drinking clean water, your guy's like, nope, nope, bad idea, whatever. And I'm just sitting there, just spamming the interaction. <laughs> bad idea. Just like, let me do it again. <laughs> bad <laughs> yeah. idea. Bad just, idea. Real bad idea. I'm just gonna mushroom my way out of this. I think that's a verb. In the same way, you can have um, either raw meat or something else that's not ideal to eat, and you might get mm-hmm. parasites, but there are mushrooms to remove parasites, too. There's a lot, So as actually. long as you have some mushrooms in the jungle, you can get by. Yeah, mushrooms were yeah. really like the anchor food there. It's like, yeah, there's a mushroom for it, whatever I need. Yeah, it didn't really provide a lot of stats, but it was good for uh, taking off negative buffs, debuffs. I think so, yeah. the the real breadwinner in that game is coconuts. Coconuts are really good. They're good for food, and then afterwards you're left with a coconut bowl, and it's like, now I no longer need water. I'm just going to set you out under the eye. Oh, yeah, under the eye? Under the sky. <laughs> the eye the great, of the, the great eye of the sky. <laughs> you guys remember that part in Lord of the Rings where the eye of Sauron just constantly paid attention to the rainforest? <laughs> well, actually, I cried, and we're collecting those tears and drinking those. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So my advice, if people do want to go through single player, just build uh, the occasional shelter and campfire and stone tools and beat the game. Don't make anything else. Call it a day. Would you guys um, recommend the game at this point if it is just single player? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I would recommend it based on price, basically, and how much free time you have. Like, I see that at this point, it's not even really a good recommendation. It's like, well, if you don't have anything better to do, yeah, right. So, if, if you find yourself actually on an island, <laughs> well, you could die playing this game. I enjoyed it's, a whole yeah. bunch about it. We didn't mention it's really pretty. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's it has spent a lot of its budget on its art and its assets are all very well done. Um but in terms of its gameplay loop, uh I can't talk much for the single player. I gave up very soon after the tutorial. I didn't have the the wherewithal to keep going. Yeah. But from a, a multiplayer survival crafting standpoint, 
I'd say we got a solid 20 hours out of it where I actually enjoyed my time. It's just there wasn't anything beyond that to keep my interest or to ever have me go back to it. Like I think that I'm more cynical though. If I if I enjoy a couple hours of investment and then I get to the end of that and I don't have like that payoff, the close of the loop, then I'm just like, ah, you wasted all my time. <laughs> this is all you know, like, even if I had fun yeah. in the moment, right? Jake's enjoyment is a carefully stacked house of cards where just a single maneuver <laughs> tears all of it apart. <laughs> it's, it's relatively true, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I recommend it. If it was just the single player, you pretty much, in order to actually have it respect your time, you have to consult the wiki. Um, Which never feels like good game design to me. Nah. Yeah. The thing is, like, if you actually do consult the wiki, the story is relatively interesting. There's some cool stuff. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, but a bunch of awesome things happen. There's some cool locales. And it all could have been accomplished in a linear game. So can, can we talk about the fact that I think this is one of the first episodes of the Soapstone where we don't entirely spoil the plot of the game. <laughs> sometimes we plan to spoil but then we just we forget opt out yeah. yeah in the middle we're just like ah, full spoilers well we probably won't cover this one they might want to play with bruce willis yeah. was dead the whole time what <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah was i've seen him in so game? many movies yeah <laughs> right. yeah Haley joel was the uh the man on the island oh we did have a um, a, a headcanon joke that uh, the protagonists, the co-op protagonists in particular of uh, Green Hell, are the um, the antagonists of the forest. So, people who like have listened that. to both episodes, yeah. I mean, both episodes can make the connection. It feels like it. Yeah, I'm at the point where like. I did enjoy my time with it because of playing with these guys. Um, mm-hmm. But if I was with a different group or if I was just in single player, I would lose interest very, very quickly. And also, I'm instinctively comparing this whole thing to the forest every time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the forest does a lot of those things really well. And here it just it kind of has some misses for me. Right. Yeah. We'll have to revisit the forest. <laughs> forest round two with context, more context of the surrounding genre. Hey, Ian's never played it, so oh, that is true. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a middling maybe for me. Get it if it's free or five bucks, and you have a lot of time to spend. Or if they add significantly more better content. I mean, because that's it's, true. Yeah. With game development nowadays, it's a constant you know march towards progress. There's never a done game anymore. Yeah, it's always very iterative. If No Man's Sky can turn around, anyone can do it. (laughs) You know what? Underdog story. Yeah, add dogs. We can eat the dogs. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't give the Green Hell developer Spooky Jar any more ideas because that is the next level of that game is getting attacked by wild dogs and then eating them. T-Pose pups. I'll leave everybody, I think, with uh, my, my pro strat, given all the time in the game. Uh, separate yourself from your opponent, be that a jaguar or a tribesman, by any amount of water, and you're good. For some reason, they just chose not to implement like swimming animations or anything. So, much like a vampire, they will never cross <laughs> running water. <laughs> you know, with that mental framework in mind, the game became much more interesting for me. <laughs> yeah do you guys have any final thoughts for it before we put it down <laughs> no i think we i think i covered everything i needed to talk about like i think dave summed it up best it's like i really enjoyed playing this game with you guys i think the moment with you guys is removed from that situation i have to remove the rest of the sentence too because yeah. I, I didn't enjoy the single player and I don't think I'd enjoy a survival game without you guys either, so. Yeah. Nah, I agree. Solid. You can Maybe have fun out with, of 10. 
maybe out of 10. I like if it. the bow consistently worked, it would definitely in- improve my score. Yeah. But sometimes I craft a bow and I just could not physically use it. If you bring up your watch, also, if you do play the game and you find yourself in a situation where you can't use tools, bringing up your watch seemed to fix it for me on the several occasions that happened in single player. Can't use a bow. <laughs> Look at my watch. Oh, I'm hungry. I can use bows. <laughs> Nonsense. All right. Well, thank you to our guest, Ian, for uh, intruding on this episode. Oh, it's always a pleasure to intrude. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, uh, if you guys have any feedback on this, got uh, more guest episode ideas, you want to be turned down as a guest, uh, you could send in your thoughts and ideas to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on Facebook, um, which is facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one leave goodbye oh, all right thank you for your service Ian. get out of here